You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back to Therapy Thursday. I'm joined today by my faithful friend, Christian therapist and mental health counselor, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Welcome, Dr. Lydia. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me again. And we are so excited about today, but excited may not be the right word, right? Right. Well, I love Therapy Thursday because it is a safe place or space where we come and we talk about our faith, but also we talk about mental health issues. Yeah. How to heal emotionally and spiritually and move on from difficult problems. And Dr. Lydia, you know that we all have times of loss times of difficult, painful moments in our lives. And today I am excited because I need tools and skills. I I heard a quote the other day and they were talking about suffering. We view suffering as something we have to go through, but what if we looked at it as skills that we're developing? Because each time that we suffer, if we choose to look at it, like, what can I learn from this? How can I come out stronger on the other side? And then we apply those same skills then we won't be in the vicious cycle of, you know, unhealthy patterns. Yeah. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to look at it. The problem is that when you're in the middle of the storm, it's hard to remember that we have tools, that we have an umbrella, that we have galoshes, that we have something to get us through the storm, the right tools. And sometimes you have to kind of go through the process of grieving or the process of understanding and allowing your emotions to kind of settle before your mind kind of catch ups with catches up with it. Yeah. So, so um, there is a grieving process definitely, and you're allowed to go and it is very healthy and very normal to go through the healing process, the grieving process so that you can come out on the other side and say, what are the lessons that I learned from this? How did this make me a better person? How did it bring me closer to God? What was God's role in all of this? You know, you have to get to that point where you can ask those questions without feeling emotional. And what that means is you have to go through the emotional process of it all. Right. And I think that that's easier done when it's a death because we think, okay, I have to grieve this death, but we don't realize that change that we don't want can be can cause us to grieve, dealing with broken relationships, broken hearts, broken expectations, a sickness that doesn't necessarily end in death. That sickness is a trauma that you're going through and it causes us, you know, the unhealthy patterns, the depression, the reclusion, secluding ourselves from the world around us. And that makes grieving harder. Yes, I agree. And I also think that if you are, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you're missing out on so many tools that he has available to help us grieve in a a doable way. Okay. It's, it's never something that you want to go through, but it's something that we can grow out of, grow into something better, but without Jesus, oh, grieving is so different. It's so much darker. It's so much lonelier. If you have Jesus in your heart, then wow, you have a lot more tools available want to talk, let's talk a little bit about what those tools look like in Jesus. 
Yeah. So we're going to look at a few losses that Jesus endured. And, you know, you think Jesus is God, so he didn't really suffer. No, Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. So he had difficult relationships and he suffered and he experienced loss as well. And the first one we're going to talk about is the death of Lazarus. That scripture is found in John uh, chapter 11. And basically Jesus, two friends, Mary and Martha come running up to him and they tell him like Lazarus has passed away. And then we learn that Jesus waited four days to go and visit. Now it says Jesus wept. Jesus wept at the death of his friend. But we find out later on that Jesus actually brought him back to life. So Jesus wept because of this pain and suffering their his friends were enduring. Jesus empathizes with our grief and he offers hope and resurrection. But we have to remember that Jesus wept. He experienced the pain and he allowed it to process into tears. Right. And, you know, when you go through the grieving process, there are stages. Okay. And the first one may be shock. The second one is sadness and then there's depression, uh, negotiations, denial. Denial is really shock. Yeah. And negotiations, um, depression, sadness, anger. You know, you you don't get to acceptance, which is the final one, until after you go through all of the the initial feelings. And I think it's wonderful that God was able to slow that process down and allow everyone to go through the process you know like he wasn't in a quick hurry immediate gratification let's resurrect him right now right then you know it wasn't like he was like a vending machine let's just get this over with no he he allowed them all to grieve and in the jewish culture they have to have four days before they actually you know there's a whole process right so uh he allowed all of that to happen and you're thinking you may be thinking why? Why would he just do that? Why wouldn't he just, you know, get to it? Come on, give him, give him the answers that you want. Just help them avoid that. But why? Because they come out on the other side stronger. Right. They come out on the other side grateful. They come out on the other side um, appreciative of their relationships. Appreciate, yeah. you know, not, not that everybody that goes through death um, does that, but there's a lesson learned in every, every time that you have a loss and it's just the wrong timing. You don't go up to someone if you want to console them and say, Oh, you know, this death is going to, you never say Romans eight twenty eight to someone who just lost right. someone, yeah, you yeah. know, you, there's something great's going to come out of this. No, you got to yeah. l- allow people to process and, yeah. you know, the, and that's what and grieve true, with them. Right. You know, you meet them where they're at. They're sad. you, you can't like try to jolt them out of it. You, you kind of meet them in their journey where they are, yeah. they are at. So Tim Keller had a great quote about this and it says, Christians are not exempt from sorrow, but we have a savior who shares in our pain and offers us hope in the resurrection. So we see that Jesus clearly shared in the pain of these two sisters that were so broken, but then he, we see the hope that there is in the resurrection on that day that he returns. So what are some applications, life applications in moments of loss? What do we do? We have to allow time to go through these feelings. And we've said it before. I think our, our motto is halt, right? I think we say it almost every session. And and the whole point of halt is not to allow yourself, whether you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired 
to make, don't make any decisions when you're feeling these things. Um, it's not a time to make decisions. It's a time to kind of soak and bathe in these feelings, allow them to pass. And then once you've gone through a period of grieving, then you're, you can make some decisions, but it's terrible. It is uh, not a very good idea to make decisions when you are under the influence of any of those emotions. Yeah. So engaging in a healthy grieving process is important. Seeking support from loved ones or professional therapists who can guide you through the journey of healing. That is so important because so often when I'm hurting, I just want to be in bed by myself. And I have to remind myself, even if it's just a text to reach out to someone that I know loves me, that I know cares because they can, you know, usually show up at my front door knocking or encourage me or just pray for me. Right. And I'm going to tell you that even sitting in bed, if you need to do that, that's fine for 10, 15 minutes or right. for a scheduled amount of time. Just it's not it's not good for you if you're doing it and avoiding your responsibilities. Right. Okay. So there's a time and a place for everything. That's very important. Finding solace in prayer knowing that Jesus who himself wept understands our pain and offers hope for new beginnings. Yes. You know, sometimes we have to pray by ourselves. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have to ask for prayer. Sometimes we have to pray in community, but prayer is so important. That's our lifeline to Jesus. That's our lifeline to God. He will use the Holy spirit to help us. But again, these are the tools that right there is one of the main tools that we have. If we are already Christians, if you're not a Christian, this is a time for you to think about it. Think about how you can unlock some of these tools and you will end up getting hope. You will end up getting a much greater experience. Does it mean that you're not going to suffer loss? No, absolutely not. We are going to suffer loss, whether you're Christian or not, we're going to suffer, but we're going to have a whole different experience with it. And I love that you said, if you can't do it alone, find community, call a friend, call your church. Hopefully you already have a church. You have a Christian friend, but if you don't, God has already placed somebody in your life. We all have believers in our lives. Who is that person for you that has loved you, that has encouraged you, that has shared the Lord with you? Reach out to that person because you need someone to lean on and someone to support you and encourage you. So if you can't pray, because I've been at times when I'm so hurt that I can't even find the words. First of all, recognize you have the Holy Spirit who prays for you. Next, call a friend and ask them, are you willing to pray for me? Will you? I can't pray, but would you pray with me? I think that that is so important. Well, the next loss that we're going to be looking at, mm, this is a hard one, mm -hmm. and it is Judas betrayal. We forget that Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest friends by someone that walked with him and learned from him and broke bread with him, somebody he trusted, somebody he put in charge of the financial dealings of his ministry. Jesus teaches us forgiveness and he demonstrates the power of love. And in Matthew 26, 50, he, he says, friend, do what you came for. He didn't try to stop it. He didn't try to manipulate the situation. He surrendered, but Jesus was betrayed by somebody that he loved. And you and I might betray someone we love in our lifetime, and we might be betrayed by someone else. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think it's important to know that we are human 
it's important to know that the value of forgiveness is really more for the person who has been betrayed. Absolutely. This is not for the betrayer. The forgiveness is so that you don't get locked in to bitterness. You don't want that. That's no. a hard, a hardened heart. That will be the backdrop of every decision that you make moving forward. And you don't want that. You want to have a, a free heart, a heart to love, to be able to move forward, to have good and flourishing relationships. And you hold the key. The key is forgiveness. Now, forgiveness yeah. doesn't mean that you have to go up to that person and say, I forgive you. You know, forgiveness is something that you do for you. Okay. Forgiveness is something that you do so that you unlock that and that you can continue having good relationships. You have to forgive. That, that is just the first part of this kind of a loss. And in the Bible, it does say you have to forgive seven times seven times 77. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's true. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had those moments where we are just hurt, so hurt by someone. And maybe you think you forgive them. And then, you know, 10 days later, you go, ah, oh, that person, ah. Oh. Or you see them and you don't feel like, you know, you've actually processed all of that. Oh boy, time to forgive again and again, and then again, and then again, you know, until you, you get it out of your system. Yeah. And I think it's important to say, well, I love this quote. I love the quote that says the hardest apology you will ever have to accept is the one that you're never given. Wow. If somebody doesn't seek forgiveness from you and apologize to you, it doesn't mean that you are off the hook. I would say it's even more important for you to forgive that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that cultivating that attitude of love and forgiveness, even for those that have betrayed us. Now, there are people that have been in abusive situations, or there are people that have been betrayed and actively being attacked by someone. We're not saying forgive them, open your arms and allow them to continue to harm you. We're saying forgive them as Jesus calls you to forgive and then set some healthy boundaries. Yeah, that's a great point, Lisa, because forgiveness doesn't mean that we are a doormat. Right. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you are uh, forgiving their actions and allowing it to continue. Right. It means that you are letting them go. Right. Okay. And that you are protecting yourself. You do have yes. a responsibility to making sure that you're in a healthy relationship. Yeah. That's, that's key. And if you find it difficult, because it is hard to forgive somebody who has betrayed you, and it's even harder to forgive somebody who continues to be vindictive or, or, you know, vengeful to you, then that at that point, if you're really struggling, and you've prayed about it, and you have submitted to God's calling to forgive that person, and you're still finding it hard to let it go in your heart and heal that part of your heart with the Lord's help, then you might need to seek a counselor, a trusted friend, a pastor. This is the time that you, we need to help. We need help navigating complex emotions that arise from betrayal. So allowing a professional's guidance to support you. I want to be healed. I don't want to be bitter. I want to be better. And sometimes I need a little help to see the blind spots in my own life. And sometimes I need help being able to let go of the hard, painful things that that we have to enter in life. That's when you turn to a trusted counselor and say, Hey, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to be where I am today, or even worse in three, six, or, you know, 12 months. 
So can you help me process these things so I can get to a place where I can just surrender it to God? Yeah. And it can start to affect you. And, you know, the emotional part of it can start to affect you physically. So you don't want that to happen. You don't right. not only will end up with a hardened heart that leads to bitterness, but sometimes it leads to anxiety. And sometimes it leads to anxiety. Anxiety will lead to uh, physical problems. You don't want to get it to that point. Don't let pride and bitterness and a hardened heart be the road that you take. Take the high road and forgive and and process it. The next one we're going to be talking about kind of isn't too far away from betrayal because it, you can feel betrayed, but it is abandonment. Jesus was abandoned by his disciples. The ones that he called to walk with him and minister with him, they all abandoned him one by one. And Jesus, the lesson that we learn is that Jesus showed strength to endure loneliness. He received power to rely on God by the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 26, 56, it says, then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Let's stop for a minute and think about that. These are the people he poured into the most. These are the people that he came away with to pray, to feed, to minister to, to teach. And he looked around and they were all gone. Yeah. How sad, how lonely. And we've all had moments of loneliness. We've all had moments of abandonment. Sometimes we've caused that by our actions. Yeah. And sometimes we, we have not caused that by our, sometimes we're taking a high road and we're, we're in a group where we have to make decisions and people are not happy with the decisions that we're making. But the bottom line is you have to be right with God, because if you're making decisions that you are right with God, then you're not being a people pleaser, right. you're being a God pleaser. And you may have to be teaching some lessons by the way that you are living your life. And if you have made a mistake and it is not the right thing to do, and you're being abandoned because you've made a mistake, then um, again, it's another form of grieving. You have to figure out, it, it's a good place for you to figure out what are your values? what What is your lesson in this? Where do you want to go from here? Is it a time for you to Take this loneliness and abandonment. What kind of decisions will you be making? Not immediate, not rash decisions, but what are you going to do? How is it going to make you better? There's a thing called resilience. And resilience, when I think of resilience, I think of like a basketball, right? If you bounce a, a, a good, sturdy, hardy basketball, it's going to bounce right back. Okay, that's resilience. Okay. Sometimes we're put in situations where we're, we're thrown, we're smashed to the ground. So resilience is, is allowing the Holy spirit, giving God that space to help you bounce right back to where you need to be. So sometimes we need to take some time for self-care, meditation, journaling, nurturing our own emotional well-being, some mindfulness, you know, so yeah. self-care is so important. We can have good discernment. So yeah. we can spend some time with the Holy spirit. And we deepen our relationship with God, relying on his unwavering presence and support during challenging seasons. Yeah. And remembering that we are truly never alone. Yeah. Because even if you look around and see no one standing by your side, you have to remember that you have the Holy Spirit within your heart. You have Jesus with you. And there's never a moment that you are abandoned by God. And that leads us into the next one. Our last uh, example of Jesus' loss 
which is his own crucifixion, where he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And our lesson here is that Jesus exemplifies sacrificial love and redemption. And it says in Mark, in Mark 15, 34, it says, and at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And uh, there's a great quote by a theologian that says the cross is a reminder that even in the depths of suffering, Jesus loved Jesus love triumphs and brings redemption to the world. So think about that for a minute. When you feel like you're in complete darkness and you are completely broken and feel abandoned, even by God, that is the moment that we have to remember the light of the world died. So you wouldn't have to be alone. Right. And in those moments when you feel like you cannot give out forgiveness. Wow. This is a really good time for you to think about that example. If Jesus was able to forgive us, if Jesus was able to do what he did for us and he was able to forgive, then we should be able to do the same thing. He set up a great example for us. Not only did he sacrifice for us, but he set that great example. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm only human. And when I am faced with this, I do need to forgive over and over and over and over again so that I can live a healthy life so that I could be an example, you know, but but it is hard. I have to tell you that engaging of acts of kindness and generosity will help spreading Jesus message helps. And I also have to tell you that sometimes when we're feeling bad about any kind of loss, whatever the loss might be, sometimes just serving other people. Yes. It gets you out of your own head, your own suffering. When you can turn around, okay, I I feel like I can't do anything right now. I'm going to find where I can serve God. Right. And you go out and you serve other people and it's a blessing. It's a blessing for you. It's a blessing for them. And it helps you put things in perspective. Yeah. I saw a post this week by Lisa Turkis. You know, I love her. And she's in Europe with her kids on vacation. And she wrote that for so long, she felt like the world ended at her front door. She said, I forgot there was a whole world out there. Because in times of suffering, she just secluded herself into her home. And she's like, now I'm traveling these beautiful places with my kids and realizing that life goes on. After suffering, after change, life continues. So I think if you don't want to go to a play, go to the hospital, sit with somebody that's suffering, encourage them. You know, every time I've been to a hospital to minister to somebody, I have left ministered to myself. You cannot give God. When you give to God, God meets you where you're at and he gives you, you know, fourfold back. So I think it's important. And like you said, it's an important time to reflect okay, you know what, Lord, I'm at a very low point right now. Let me examine myself and my actions. Where have I been wrong? How can I make things right? Even if nobody wants to make things right with me, how can I change these things? And just thinking about God's love. Like if you can't do anything, sit down and write a letter to God and recognize where you've seen his loving hands throughout your life. And I think you'll be surprised when you reflect on that. Wow, you've always been with me. And even when you say things like, you know, you're reflecting and you're thinking about where you are in life and what you're doing, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, it's okay. You have to forgive yourself as well. Yeah. And if you're going to forgive yourself, you also have to learn, how can I make sure not to step in that hole again? 
how can I embrace what I have done? If you are the one that's done something that is not so good and how can I, how can I make it better? Sometimes you have to start with yourself. Hey, yeah, little by little baby steps. And if you really feel bad, you, you can go and you apologize. And if, if it's not the right circumstances or apologizing will make it worse, then continue to pray, continue to pray, continue to seek counsel, put it in prayer and meditation and let God work, give yeah. him the stage, let him be the one to yeah. do what needs to be done. Yeah. I think one theme, the big picture after all of this is surrender. If you're in a time of suffering, find out what you've done to cause it and seek forgiveness and to set it straight. Spend some time forgiving the people that have harmed you in that situation. But let's say it's just life's hard times that fall on you, surrendering to God and saying, there's really nothing I can do to change this situation. So Lord, I trust you in it. Show me how to get out of it. Show me how to grow out of it. Because you don't always get out of a situation, but you can always grow out of a situation. That's right. So as we conclude today's Therapy Thursday episode, let us remember that Jesus experienced profound losses during his life and his ministry as a a human on earth. Yeah. And through his example, we can learn valuable lessons of empathy, forgiveness, endurance, sacrificial love and internal hope in the midst of our own struggles with loss. Let us find some peace, some solace in the scriptures. We also need to apply some therapeutic practices so that we can navigate the winds of change with compassion and resilience. And if you can't do it by yourself, give us a call. Yeah. Let me give you that number now. And Mm -hmm. in the state of Florida, we can definitely give you, uh, have a group of therapists that are working with me who are highly trained in psychology and in mental health. They're all Christians and we all have the same values and the same mindsets. Let me give you that number. If you're in the state of Florida, 786-565-6916. You can always call us. You can always text us. We'll get back with you within 24 hours. We'll get you some help. And if we can't, if you're not in Florida, we can find you some other Christian counselors in your area. Yeah, we're here to help. Well, I hope and I pray that if you're listening to this today and you're going through times of loss and suffering, find comfort in the assurance that Jesus understands your pain. Maybe you feel like no one understands me. I'm here to tell you, Jesus understands you and he offers us hope and healing. So when we face the inevitable winds of change, we can stand firm in our faith. We can look to Jesus. We can rest in his word, which we have to open his word in order to rest there. And we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. And remember that you are not alone on this journey, friend. Reach out for support and seek professional guidance if needed. Allow the transformation, the transformational lessons of Jesus' life to shape your own life. And as you go through suffering, let's try to develop skills what did what worked last time was reading and journaling God's word. What helped me was praying with a friend. What helped me was uh, meditating on God's word. May God's love and grace be with us every step of the way through suffering. And may we always remember that for believers, all suffering is temporary because there is no suffering on the other side of the, there is no suffering in heaven. 
So thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Dr. Lydia, for working through this with us. And I think it's great, great, great. I think it's a great tool to just go through Jesus suffering and really look what he endured, what he endured on the cross, the pain and suffering that he endured. And yet he considered that suffering joy because of what was set before him. And what was set before him was you and I saved and with eternal hope. So Dr. Lydia, would you pray for us, please? Oh, I would love to. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us, how you take care of us, you provide for us, how you meet us where we are. Lord, I pray for those who are out there listening, who may be grieving some kind of a loss. And Lord, I pray that you would comfort them, that you would just give them that love. Let them know that you're right by their side. I pray that the Holy Spirit would be able to translate whatever whatever words they may not have and be able to comfort them. Lord, I pray also that whoever is not a Christian right now and is listening or whoever thirsts for you, that you would give them that information, that you would provide them with someone they can talk to, that you would would not just plant that seed, but help it grow in their hearts so that they can they can be a kingdom citizen. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friends, for listening. And until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?